can you succeed in raising your children to have unshakable faith in Jesus Christ, especially when the odds seem to be stacked so high against you? Our children are bombarded with images and messages every day that contradict the teachings of Jesus. And as parents, it's easy for us to feel outmanned and outgunned in our battle to shape their hearts and minds into committed followers of Christ. But the victory is ours for the taking. God has given us everything we need to equip our children for the life He's called them to. So join us today as we engage in the crucial conversations that will help you discover and apply the tools you need to raise your kids with unshakable faith in Jesus. And now, welcome to Unshakable Faith. Hello everyone, I'm Dr. Steve Hubler, President of Legacy Family Ministries. And I'm Melissa Hubler. And we are your hosts for Unshakable Faith. Well, today we have one of our team members joining us here today. Her name is Amy Sun. She's the Director of Women's Mentorship and our Child Discipleship Specialist. So thanks for being with us again, Amy. Thank you for having me. Well, we want to extend a very warm welcome to all of you, whether you're joining us live or through our podcast. And I invite you to stay with us for the next half hour as we talk about the most important bit of evangelism you and I can never do as a parent. And that is to lead your child to a saving faith in Jesus Christ. Now, the focus of our discussion is going to center around Amy's new book that was just released. Amy, this is your first book, right? The Heart of the Kingdom? It is. Yes. Very, very, very exciting. Now, this book was born out of your experience in leading your daughter, Serene, to Christ. So it's not only a true story, but it's a very useful tool for our listeners who long to see the same thing happen in their young children's lives. So we're going to talk about why this book is so special and how it can help you. And of course, we're going to talk about where you can get a copy for yourself today. But before we get started, I want to let you know that we here at Legacy Family Ministries want parents to be equipped with resources at your fingertips so that you can develop an unshakable faith in your kids. We have a resource library that is stocked full of free tools for you. We have videos on tough topics, blogs, podcasts, newsletters, and other resources that uh, we add to every week. The easiest way for you to access all of this is to go to our website at unshakablepodcast.com, or you can text resource to 602-TRUST4. where you can get a link to our downloadable resources and sign up for our newsletter. Thanks, Melissa. And yes, we would love for you to do that. We've been working very hard to get those resources out to you. So, Amy, all over to you. (laughs) We're going to make you do all the work today, all right? Sounds good. I've got a lot to say, so. Well, let me just get my one cent in like this. Every single Christian parent who is listening to this broadcast wants our kids to give their life to Jesus preferably sooner than later. And it was amidst that very set of circumstances that God planted the seed for this book. So now it's been written, it's been published, it's out there, it's available. Could you, first of all, just before we even get going, could you give us the details about how to order it? On Amazon or come to my website, amysonauthor.com or to the Legacy Family Ministries website, any of those locations. Yep. And you can get there through LegacyFamilyMinistries.com or through UnshakablePodcast.com. Yep. We have made many doors for you to be able to come in and get <laughs> this find stuff. find us everywhere. <laughs> okay. So I'm just going to turn it over to you, Amy. Uh, could you kind of just give us an overview of the book? Start 
at the beginning, whatever the beginning is for you. Yeah, I was kind of joking that this uh, broadcast has been, you know, eight months in the making, but I could go back to it's been 12 years in the making because it was 12 years ago that I actually wrote this book. But really, I go back 29 years is when God first planted the seed in me for what has come out of it all these years later. And that was through two significant experiences I had in my young 20s as a single woman on the mission field serving the Lord. Uh, I worked as a nanny with some missionaries and watched them raise their children in Christ with enthusiasm, with joy, with making it fun, interactive. Their kids grew up to love Christ. And now I'm watching them. They have their own children. There's between these two families. I was a nanny for over 20 grandchildren and they're all walking with the Lord. So that was very, very successful um, in planting of Christ's word in these children. And I've watched that happen. I wanted that for myself as a young 20 something girl whenever I would have my, have children, and I didn't have them for many years later, but that's what I wanted. Then fast forward many years, I was a teacher in a missionary school where I taught teenagers, and they came off the mission field. I would talk to them about share your testimony. 100% of these kids at this school told me that they were Christians because their parents were Christians. They did not have their own story of faith. And that broke my heart as I started to realize these people of tremendous faith who want to see nations come to Christ were missing their home. They were missing those closest to them who should have been their mission field, their own children. They were not reaching them for Christ. So that is what developed this whole process in me of seeing when I have my children, and I did start having them shortly after that, that I wanted to be very intentional on sharing Christ with my kids. They would be raised knowing the Lord and have that desire to accept him as their savior very young. And so that's what ended up happening with my daughter. You know, if I could just jump in here for a second. I was thinking as you were talking that uh, it, I think it's really easy for us as parents to just assume that our kids are going to get it. And we even talk about, you know, following Christ being more caught than taught and stuff like that. And yeah. there's truth to all of that. But uh, even as, as, a, as somebody who's in vocational ministry, I fall into that trap. I think my kids are just going to get it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, 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 no. You still have to be intentional. Yeah. And that's what the goal with this book is, is to be a tool to put in the hands of moms, specifically young moms with young daughters. So um, it would be probably ages two through eight would be the attention span of girls who would be interested in it. It's very pink, very princessy. There's castles, um, beautiful clothes. I just I've taught second grade and first grade for many years. So I kind of know what that age group is interested in. I did notice it was a little girly. It is very girly. (laughs) Um, It really is based off my daughter. So uh, 12 years ago when she was five, I had the the unique and special joy and opportunity of uh, walking her through accepting Christ as her savior. And after that, it was such a special moment and something I'd waited for. I'd wanted it. It's the joy that every mom should be able to experience with at least one of your children. Um, I didn't want to forget it. And so I wrote a letter to her that night um, so that I would not forget the details of it. And so that someday, because a five-year-old isn't going to remember everything, that her memory would be refreshed as to why she made this choice to follow Christ and what led up to it. So that letter can actually be found on my website. I've edited it down a little bit, but it's pretty long because it's got all the details of what she walked through in the weeks beforehand and then the night that she accepted Christ as her Savior. You know, it's such a powerful thing to have done because oftentimes as our kids get older, they go, was that real? Did I really accept Christ then? Is Jesus in my heart? Do I need to do it again? There's a lot of questions that kids tend to ask. And so for you to be able to have that remembrance for her, the Old Testament's all about remember, remember, remember. 
remember. Yeah. Call it to mind. Look at what I've done. And so writing down, these are the things that God did in you, and this was your decision. It's really important. Yeah, and eight months ago when we had our legacy family meeting, staff meeting, and Steve, you asked me to start writing books for children. My initial response was no. Well, I, your face got really white. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I felt like that. Like, I'm going to pass out right now. And I said to you, I have taught kids my whole life, but I have never written books. Like, I don't know how to do that. But that's not the answer God wanted from me. He wanted my yes. And when you respond to God, even in the hard things that he asks you to do with a yes, that opens the door for miracles to start to take place. And it was just a few days later as he was working in my heart and I had your words in my head that he took me into these old digital files that I didn't even know I had. And I found that letter that I had written to my daughter uh, 12 years before. And so I was like, oh, look at this. And I pulled it up and next to it in the next file was this story. It was this book that I had written two weeks after she accepted the Lord and I had written the letter to her. So they were together in a file. And the minute I saw them, the Lord said, that's the book that Steve told you to write. It's already written. Now walk in obedience and get it published. And so... Isn't that cool how God lowered the bar? (laughs) (laughs) He meets us You already wrote the book. (laughs) No, it was done. The hard part was done, or so I thought. Um, But I had to, at that point, how can you not say yes to God when he's that specific and he hands it to you literally on a silver platter? You don't have any choice but to say yes. That didn't make it easy. I started researching publishers, talking to publishing companies, and I received a lot of no's. And a lot of, um, well, we can't do it until 2025. That's the earliest a book could be published. So two years out. And that was all disheartening. So I'm praying and seeking the Lord. And literally Facebook, he plops in my feed a publishing company called Square Tree Publishers, who is a Christian publishing company out of California. And what caught my eye is that they have prayer warriors on their staff who pray for their authors. And I was like, what? So I joined a training that they were doing and um, contacted the publisher. I thought she'll probably never respond to me, but I'll put it out there. She called me within 20 minutes and said, tell me the story. Tell me the heart behind it. And she was sold on it. That fast, she said, let's get you signed and get this book published. And uh, we needed it fast because mm-hmm. we wanted it to, um, to use I, for I'm our ministry. I'm a demanding boss. That's right. <laughs> And she said, uh, uh, normally we can't do it that fast, but we're going to trust the Lord and we're going to do everything we can to get it done as fast as we can. So from initially being told in two years, um, it's been eight months and it is available for sale. And not only did I get an incredible Christian publishing company, but she got found me the number one Christian illustrator in the nation. I recognized his art immediately because it's used all over Christian schools across this nation. And he also immediately loved the story, wanted it for his own granddaughter, and said he was going to bump it to the top of his production um, so that it could be done as soon as possible in 2023. And didn't he then tell you you needed to write the next one for his grandsons? And I laughed at him. I was like, ha, yeah, I wrote this 12 years ago. Um, No. Again, say no to God. What's (laughs) he going to do? He's going to say, let's say yes. So he very quickly, the Lord gave me the parts of the next story. So it is in, in process. And he's given me another book in addition to start getting published. You know, so. it, it cracks me up how these things happen to you, Amy, because Melissa, <laughs> you, you'll probably agree with me on this. Just, just for comparison, years ago, I found a logo company on Facebook and I contacted them to do the logos for Legacy. Not only were they terrible, they still call me like all the time trying to get me to buy more logos. A totally different story from yours. 
It's like, if I ever need to find something, I'm going to go to you. And Well, apparently you just have to tell God no, and then he'll start saying, no, you need to give me your yes, and he'll give you all the reasons why. When I do that, I find out that God owns a two-by-four, and I get (laughs) whacked by it. (laughs) Some of us are slower to respond. (laughs) Must be. But anyways, back to the book. Um, The provision for the book has... has been incredible. So I want to share about that in just a second. Yes. Let me just jump in really quick. You are listening to Unshakable Faith. We are talking today with staff member and author Amy Sun about her new book, Heart of the Kingdom, that has just been published. If you want to enter into a drawing for a copy of her new book, text PRINCESS to 602-TRUST14. All entries that are received by the end of May 23 will be entered into a drawing, and you might be able to receive a free copy of this free book. So again, text PRINCESS to 602 to Trust 14. And if you want to just jump ahead and go to Amazon and order the book, it is again called Heart of the Kingdom. All right. So the provision, God has been so faithful in providing how to to do this book because I knew nothing, zero, about the publishing process when I first got started. Every step has been a miracle and it's been a journey of trusting the Lord, seeking him, allowing him to um, let me be creative in, in a lot of the choices along the way. They, you know, he's got this idea and this purpose for it, but he let me be creative and have ideas, which is so neat that God trusts us to make choices uh, as we serve him. Um, one of the provisions was financial. Doing a book is not uh, cheap, and that took big steps of faith what I noticed is that I had to say yes to God first before he provided the financing for the book. So I would say, yes, let's go ahead and do this for marketing or do go ahead and do this for the publishing package. And as I would step into it within a half an hour to the end of the day, the Lord would have provided the funds completely to finance that stage of the book. And I would start to feel anxiety about the next stage. And the Lord would say, stop, I've already provided for this stage Focus now on where you're at and let me take care of the future when it's time. And those were not small numbers, by the way. No, they weren't. So um, there's a lot of investment that has gone into this. Um, But what I learned is that the Lord wants our best because part of me wanted to choose the cheapest option every time. And he would say, no, I want your best. So trust me to provide for the best. And he did every step of the way. So I wanted this to be something that would be attractive to young girls, that they would love it. They could identify with the princess. They could dream of the castle. Um, The castle came from my daughter when she um, accepted the Lord and she prayed her own sweet little prayer. Then she said, and God, I am trusting you to prepare a giant pink castle for me in heaven that I'm going to live in someday. (laughs) So that was the inspiration of the whole story was the castle. And that's what is on the cover of the book is that castle. We even researched pink castles, which do exist, but that none of them are that pretty. And uh, my daughter didn't like any of them. So when we connected with the illustrator, he um, he drew this beautiful castle and he was so nervous to show her uh, because he was afraid she wouldn't like it. But when she saw it, she said, that's exactly what I had in my mind as a five-year-old girl. It's beautiful and perfect. And he made it elaborate with flags flying. It's just beautiful. And I think it will be uh, attractive to young girls. Um, the tool behind this book is it's an allegory. It is not outright biblical at all, and yet everything in it points to Christ. So tell me what an allegory is, in case I don't know. An allegory is a story that uh, has a lesson. It goes a roundabout way of telling a different story, story B, to actually tell story A. 
So uh, it's all about a princess who is missing something. She's grumpy and uh, she's got everything she could possibly want, but something is missing. And so the allegory points to what is missing is Jesus, but the story never says Jesus in it. Uh, there's nothing in it that's uh, the Bible or scriptural. And yet everything in it is a tool for a parent to say, let's look up what the Bible says. So I tried to make it interactive as much as possible because I know it's important for children to have their brains working. There are hearts hidden all over the story, so they can go on a treasure hunt to look for the hearts that are hidden in each picture. Even as an 18-year-old now, my daughter, that was her favorite part of the book, was hunting (laughs) for the hearts. Mm -hmm. But then there are also scriptures hidden in the pages. So you can look and hunt through the pictures to look for, to find the Bible verses and then look them up with your child. What does this say about your heart? Um, And then at the very end of the book, I have an explanation of the allegory. So you can read it. It's a letter to little girls. So moms can read that. It explains the book. And then you can go on to my website where I have additional tools for you as parents to download um, or to request. So um, I've got a free coloring page available upon request. I've got a downloadable letter template with the castle on it that you can just download and write your own letter to your daughter. The goal is that as um, as you read this book, and it may be many readings over time, I don't know how God's going to work in the heart of your child, but that you will be able to pray with them to, to make that choice to receive Christ into their hearts. I do have sample prayers on the website as well as a letter I wrote to my daughter. But as you're able to pray with your child, then you can use the tools I have on my website to, to walk them a little bit deeper into the process. Of and in walking. case somebody missed what your website is or if they didn't tune into the first part of the show, what is that again? AmySonAuthor.com. So you can find me on Facebook or Instagram as well. Same name, AmySonAuthor.com. And that's just S-U-N. S-U-N. Yep, Amy Sun. So going back to what you were when you were describing the book and you said, I, I think you put it as not, not scriptural or whatever. You mean, it doesn't read like a Bible study. It right. doesn't read like the four laws. But yeah. like you said, it's an allegory. So it uses biblical wisdom, biblical truth, put forth in the form of a story so that they can see the truth in the story before they come to the scripture that you share with them. Right. And I designed it that way a little bit. So it could be read in the public setting, public school setting, because there isn't any outright scripture or Bible in it. And yet it could also be right at home and leading your child to Christ. So it can be um, used openly, but the goal is always to point back to Christ. Well, and as a Christian school teacher, if you're out there listening to this right now, you can have this in your classroom. Like you said, this doesn't say Jesus in it. It doesn't speak religion in any way. You're talking about a public school teacher. Yes, if you're a public school teacher, get the book, have it in your classroom, put it on the bookshelf, because the kids in your classroom, they're going to pick it up and they're going to read it. And God can work in wonderful ways, even with those hidden scriptures that are in there. Well, yeah, because you know, there's more than one way to convey the truth of scripture. You can convey it in a picture or a story, or you can like read it straight out of the Word. And it's like, you can argue all day if you want about what's more powerful. But the point I want to make is that God works through his truth and he works through the tools that that he gave you to use. So, yeah, if you're a public school teacher, Mm -hmm. you're not going to get in trouble for having this one in there. But when a kid reads it, there's the inner witness of the Holy Spirit, whether they know him or not. I mean, he's still drawing them to himself. He loves them. He can use this story to, to kind of capture their heart and then maybe something somebody else says or somebody else comes to water that seed and it makes sense. It's and a link grow. in the chain. Yep, exactly. There's so many ways that God can work. Yeah, my goal is to plant seeds and uh, that truth, there would be truth that is spoken into the hearts of children. Really for the young moms out there, there's no greater joy 
and I, to dads too, but being a mom, I speak to moms a lot, um, than to lead your child to Christ. And my boys, this wasn't their story. They, I did not get to lead the two of them to Christ, but we attend a church that is very focused on that accepting Christ as your Savior. And so both of them accepted Christ at church. They received certificate and Bible, and I have photos of it. We put it on Facebook, but I wasn't a part of it in that moment with them, mm-hmm. and it never crossed my mind to write them a letter about it. I'm thankful I took pictures and that I, I'm able to look <laughs> back at it. But for some reason with my daughter, it was very personal. I got to have that, that joyous moment with her, and I wanted to remember it. So if I'm a parent and I want to use the book the best way possible, so let's just say I'm, I'm a mom or even a dad with a daughter that uh, you, know, you, you want to introduce them to Jesus. You think this might be a good tool. Um, are there any scriptures that I should I should kind of have in mind before I read the story? Because the scriptures the, the story is going to portray scripture without blatantly saying it. And uh, there's one scripture that just pops into my head, and I believe it's Zephaniah three seventeen, and it's it is um, on the page. Um, it's on one of the pages. And when I met with the illustrator the first time, I was going over the story with him. It just depicts the princess spinning with joy, um, and he says. That is a picture of Zephaniah 317. It is how God responds to us when we receive him as our savior, that he is dancing around us with joy. And I didn't even know that that picture depicted scripture until he saw it. So we wove that in, that scripture into the picture. But that's the one that pops into my mind immediately is the joy that God has when we, his children, choose him, when we fall in love with him, when we accept him and, and follow him throughout our lives, he has joy in that as well, not just us. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that's the first scripture that comes to mind. I have several others about the heart. Um, John 3.16 obviously comes to mind of uh, what Christ did for us. Um, you know, what pops into my mind is the Romans road. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you don't know what that is, that's something you can actually Google really, really quick. You get a list of scriptures from Romans, and it's a road that leads us to the gospel. So for all of sin and fall short of the glory of God, the wages of sin is death. But while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Um, confess with your mouth, believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord, you'll be saved. That's the Romans road. I'm, yeah. I'm probably missing something in there. But you know, if, if you wanted to, to gear up first... You know, pray through those things. Read Probably those go things to my website well. first, because at one of the prayers, I put two uh, suggested oh, yeah. prayers on there that you could pray with your child. One of them, I included the scriptures along with each line, mm-hmm. and then you could look up those scriptures and have them prepared in advance. Mm-hmm. So there's four scriptures that go along with it. Very on good. your website at amysonauthor.com. Yes, under the book section. <laughs> well, you got about a minute or so left. What else about the book do we need to know? Oh, does anything come to mind for you guys? Just the tool that it's, it's designed to be a tool to put into your hands as the parent, um, share it. It'd be a great, uh, baby shower gift for, if you have any, uh, seems to be the season of girl babies being born. So this is a great time (laughs) to purchase it as a baby shower gift or even a birthday gift. Um, books are very popular right now to give as gifts. So please consider purchasing this. Uh, on Amazon or on my website, amysonauthor.com, as, a, as an option. Um, and then come follow us. Come follow me and download one of the coloring sheets. I have several coloring sheet options available. Yeah, well, just keep in mind that you, as the parent, are the most powerful tool that God's going to use in their life to draw them to Jesus. The book is just a tool. It's a tool. Mm-hmm. You are the key piece in this puzzle. Yeah, and it's to help you do that. 
That's mm-hmm. what it's designed for. Well, and Amy, when you came on staff with Legacy Family Ministries, you came on as our women's mentorship specialist. Um, you were asked recently, has your focus shifted? You know, you're, you're publishing now a children's book. Has your focus shifted? Can you answer that really quick for people who are wanting to know? Are you still mentoring and discipling moms? I am still mentoring and disciple, discipling moms. So God's given me a, a time period to prepare some tools to be able to give to moms on how they can then lead their children to Christ. So I'm in that uh, preparation process right now, but I am looking to do some speaking events at schools or mops groups in the near future. Well, and this book is one of those key tools to be able to put into the hands of mom in that discipleship process. Yep. And we're looking forward to what God's going to do with it all. So remember, you can pick up the book on Amazon.com or amysonauthor.com or on our website. You can find it at unshakablepodcast.com or legacyfamilyministries.com. So that's a lot of dot-coms, people. (laughs) You've been listening to Unshakable Faith, the ministry of Legacy Family Ministries. We rely on ministry partners who join with us financially so we can produce quality resources and offer them to you for free. If you want to partner with us, please text the word GIVE to 602-878-7814. That's 602-TRUST14. And remember, at Legacy, you can be a pro at raising your kids with unshakable faith. 